Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Hooked on Homeschool podcast. I am so blessed to have on my show today, Amanda. She is a homeschool mom of six kiddos and their ages range from 12 to four months old. So she has a 12-year-old, a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a three-year-old and then her little baby that's four months. If that wasn't enough, she also created her own co-op. She had no co-ops in her area, so she decided to create her own. She has a lot of tips, a lot of great information that she is going to share with us today. So I'm excited to interview her so she can share that information with you. Hi, friends. Are you ready to homeschool, but you're just not sure how to begin? Do you feel overwhelmed or frustrated with the public school and noticing that your child is constantly struggling or falling behind? Are you ready to say goodbye to that hectic and stressful weekday schedule and embrace a completely different approach? Do you find that your child is exhausted from long days at school followed by hours of homework at night? And are you constantly experiencing stress and overwhelm as a result? I'm here to share some great news with you. There is a better way, and it's called homeschooling. Experience quiet and peaceful mornings, and you can instill a sense of joy and excitement for learning in your child. Witness their true passions and gifts unfold as you embark on this fulfilling journey together. Welcome to Hooked on Homeschool. I am Dawn Janowitz, a homeschool mom, wife, podcaster, and online course creator. And I want to give you the clarity, the confidence, the freedom, and all the strategies to show you that it is possible to create an amazing homeschool experience that works for both you and your kids. So come on, ladies, let's go from hot mess express to fierce and fun, and let's get hooked on homeschool. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for being on the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited for you to share your story because I think it's really going to help people understand just how great homeschooling is. I am excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to ask you, because I think everybody loves a great quote, what is your favorite homeschool quote that you like to share with with everyone that gets your day started? What do you like? Well, I definitely have a lot of favorite quotes, but I have to say that my favorite quote that I found when I was first homeschooling, feeling overwhelmed and not sure if I was doing everything right, was don't question your ability to teach your child. Question putting your child into the same system that left you feeling incapable of teaching your child. Oh, I love that. That's a great quote. Because if we can't teach our child, then the education we just went through can't even get us educated enough to teach our child, yes. I guess. Yes. Right? So I figured if I can, you know, if I can get through school and I can do that, then I can teach my children. I can't do any worse than what I was taught. Exactly. Exactly. So what prompted you to ultimately want to be a homeschool mom? Well, I actually never wanted to be homeschooled. My baby sister, who's a lot younger than me, my mom decided to homeschool her while my brother and I were went to public school. And I just remember thinking how awful it was that they were homeschooling. They fought all the time. They 
didn't get their work done. They were, I don't know, I just felt like everything they did was wrong. And I also had a few friends who were homeschooled and I always thought they were just a little weird and socially awkward at times. Mm -hmm. And then I started having kids and around the time my oldest was three, I started thinking about him going off to kindergarten. And the thought of him being gone all day was just awful to me. I enjoyed being a stay-at-home mom. I loved raising my boys. And I was just like, I can't, I can't go there. So I started looking into homeschooling and found several blogs and websites and stuff that I really resonated with how I was feeling at that time. And Mm -hmm. at the time we were in the process of moving and we found, I found a co-op that seemed the perfect fit for our family and how I was already raising our kids and how we agreed with things. And so I asked my husband, I'm like, Hey, like, let's, what do you think about doing this? So we, we joined the co-op and it was, it was an instant love for me. And so I started asking more questions and researching more to figure out how to school and how to do that, what was required of me in my state. And so I joined, you know, state groups and local Facebook groups, read blogs and different websites. And I tried to research this from all angles. And after starting co-op and doing more research, it just, it was a no-brainer. I couldn't, I couldn't go back to thinking of sending my kids to public school. I love your story. And what is so cool with your story is that you were actually around people who homeschooled and you saw it from afar and it looks kind of weird, right? Yes. Like, what are they learning? What are they doing? But you were actually in it because your sister was homeschooled yes. and then you knew people that were homeschooled. But when you actually like start doing it yourself, it's so different than what our perception is when other people are doing it, right? Yes, it's so different and so much better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what are some of the values that you want to instill in your children? Can I say all? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? But when I thought about, you know, like what our core values were, what are what we want out of our kids, what we want even just as a family unit and a homeschool mm-hmm. unit, that I decided that my top priorities are faith in God, a love for family, a love for learning and how to learn, not just memorize facts. Exactly. And that's kind of what they do in public school. There's just a lot of memorization. Yes. And the more memorization you can do, the better grades you get and the so-called smarter you are. And so in the homeschool community, it's not all about like who's the smartest. There's not even any competition. It's just following the kids, following what they love to do, what their passions are. It's right. such a different, it's not about getting the A or the B or the C or whatever. It's just about following what you love and what you want to do. And those are such great values because your faith in God, your love for family, if you go to school wanting to pray and do all those things, not everyone around you is doing it. Right. So if you're doing that with your family every day, it's so much more instilled in you. Yes. So as related to those questions or those values, actually, why are those values important to you? Well, I think a lot of times faith is our our essence. Faith is our reason for living. And so that's always been a priority for me and my husband from day one. And family was right there with it. What was the point of having a family if they weren't going to be our priority and, you know, we weren't going to center our life as a family, you know, if we were all spread out in different directions. And so we wanted to build that love and that trust and bond with our children. And I wanted to as a homeschool mom, I wanted to instill a love for learning as this will serve them for the rest of their life. You know, we never, we never stop learning. And I know when I was growing up, I, I thought I hated learning. And as an adult, I was like, oh, I, 
I think I actually do like learning. And so I wanted to <laughs> instill that in them at a young age and show them how to learn. And so as life moves on, you know, with your job, your beliefs, your health, et cetera, those are all reasons to learn and to learn how to learn and prioritize. So I wanted to open up many new experiences and opportunities for my children. And I want them to experience whatever God has called them to do and what their hearts desire. So learning how to learn and not just memorizing those facts goes a long way with love for learning. I wanted them to learn, you know, what was important, but at the same time, learning how to research, how to find information, how to discover what they're into and what they're interested in. That's exactly right. I love all that because it really makes you a better person in the long run instead of just who can memorize the best facts or who can memorize all their facts and different things like that. Right. Totally. So how are you incorporating that into your day? How do you get the children to, how do you instill those values? Like what do you do in your daily life? Well, we don't, we don't sit down and we don't replicate public school at home. And so we, we don't always use traditional textbooks for things like science and history and art and stuff. And so I encourage my kids each day to ask questions. I show them how to research whether, you know, I help them look something up online or how to pull out a book and find what they're looking for. And I talk to them about the importance of looking at answers and opinions from all angles so that they can be firm in what they believe. If you just learn and research about one side of a a subject or an angle, your opinion becomes biased. And so I wanted them to Mm -hmm. know how to truly look at all angles so then they can make an informed decision for themselves. I think that's such a great thing because you don't want to pull your kids out to homeschool just to mimic public school. Right. Because you're creating something different. You're creating children who grow up in a different environment to learn differently. And so that's such a great way that you do that. So tell us a little bit about you. Are you married? Were you homeschooled? Well, I am married to my best friend, Charlie, and we have been married for 16 years now. And my husband and I, we both went to public school and my brother was also in public school. But like I had mentioned earlier, my baby sister was homeschooled. So she was just kind of getting started as I was, you know, headed off to college and all that sort of thing. So I went to college and that's where I happened to meet my husband. And I did go and attend for a few years, but I couldn't make up my mind on exactly what I wanted to do. I kept switching my majors and taking different classes. And I had a a little bit of an interest in multiple different things. And so I joke now that I just went to college for my MRS degree. But (laughs) I love that. It was definitely a costly degree. (laughs) So for those of you who don't know, an MRS degree is like a Mrs. degree. Like you went to college and you found a husband. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But I have worked on and off over the years um, since we've been married to help, you know, make ends meet as we were just starting off. Um, I've done, I've worked in an insurance agency. I've worked for a jewelry store. I've been a virtual assistant. I've cleaned houses. I've sold books. But currently with us having six kids now, I'm just not able to work and make that work for our family. So I am full-time at home right now, plus homeschooling the kids. But when I do have time to get a few minutes of a catch a break here and there, I love to read books and try new baking recipes. Um, I like to research new topics about natural living And sometimes I even like to be a little crafty. That is awesome. I love that. You have such a great story. And I think that you're not a teacher. You didn't get an education being a teacher, but you're still homeschooling and you're still able to do it. 
your kids are learning. You don't have to be an educator or be extremely educated to be a homeschool mom. I'm a former nurse. I don't know anything about teaching kids, but they're your children and you know what's best for them and you know how to raise them. You know their wants, their needs, how they learn. So that's all that matters. And you just kind of guide them and they will self-teach themselves. And that's what the best thing about as they self-teach, they'll actually want to learn. So I think that's where it all kind of comes together. Now, was your husband always on board with homeschooling? He has not always been on board. When I first mentioned the idea of homeschooling to him, he kind of laughed at me and he's like, are you joking? (laughs) And I was like, no, (laughs) not joking. But he, he had worked for a program that dealt with different homeschool groups and he didn't always like the way that they did certain things. And plus coming from his background of public schools and working with public schools, he wasn't, he wasn't really okay with us homeschooling. And so when I mentioned the idea of joining a co-op, you know, I said, well, let's just join a co-op. Let's meet some people. Let's ask some questions. You know, let's try and research this together. And so we joined the co-op and we asked the the people and I liked being able to meet the people, ask them questions and everything. And so when my oldest was five, I asked him to do a one-year trial run for kindergarten and it didn't end up being our best year homeschooling. My oldest had some special needs that we didn't know about at that time. And my husband was still thinking in the public school mindset. So when he wasn't seeing us sit down at the table all day long and, you know, he wasn't coming home to my oldest, telling him all kinds of new facts and immediately learning how to read, he was like, are you sure you're doing this? (laughs) So I asked for one more year. And so by that point, you know, I was becoming comfortable in my homeschool journey. We were involved in co-op. I was meeting people. They were encouraging me. And I just felt like this is what we were supposed to do as a family. So by the time we got through that, what you would consider his first grade year, you know, it was it was a no-brainer. And my husband kind of realized he didn't have a choice in the matter. You know, this is this is what we were <laughs> mm-hmm. doing. But now here we are six, seven years later, and he's a complete advocate advocate for homeschoolers and tells people, oh, hey, do you homeschool? You should go talk to my wife. And so he, he's been a big help and he's helped me do all the things that we're doing now. That's so great that he's totally on board now. And what's also great is you did so much research. There's so much out there. If you want to stay home and homeschool, there's so many resources, co-ops. Can you explain and tell people what a co-op is if they are new to that term? So a co-op is a cooperative that works together to help teach your kids. There are all kinds of co-ops available. You have co-ops that focus on your basic academics like math, reading, and sciences, stuff like that. So there's co-ops that do enrichment classes that, and those are the ones we participate in. There's also co-ops that just do field trips. There's co-ops that just get together and play. And all those can be incorporated for social time and learning and all kinds of fun things. Hi, friends. Are you wanting to homeschool, but you just don't even know where to start? If so, I have got some exciting news to share with you. Did you know that I have a free workshop that will help you get started with homeschooling? Plus, I'll give you valuable tips and insights to help guide you along the way. I invite you to visit Hooked on Homeschool, where I'll teach you how to create an amazing homeschool experience right now. Take this first step towards the incredible journey of homeschooling by visiting hookedonhomeschool.com. Yeah, there's so much beautiful things out there that 
If you want to homeschool, you can attend conferences, you can read books, you can join co-ops, just be surrounded by the people on the journey with you. And, and it's so much fun because it's such a great community. Everyone wants to help everybody. So everyone always wants to know like what your day looks like. And I think what you don't want it to look like is school. Now you can, you can sit down. If you have like a real intellectual child who wants to sit and study for six hours a day, I haven't come across many of those, but if you do, that's great. Yes. It honestly is. But, but two to three hours a day, if that of you could do it in broken parts is really what your is what a child could have, or they could have none. You could do unschooling. So yes. first tell me what your curriculum that you use, and then we'll go into your daily routine. So we use a wide mix of curriculum and opportunities. I really like the good and the beautiful. It's really mm -hmm. nice and easy and open and go curriculum. We use teaching textbooks for math. It's an online program that grades it and sends me the report every day. And then if they need help, I just stop and help them. And so it's a really good opportunity for me, for my olders to be able to do math so then I can have some one-on-one -on -one time with my younger kids each day. We use some, and then we use a whole variety of things for our, you know, sciences, histories, things like that. Like I like the Tuttle Twin books. We use YouTube, we use library books, other books that we have around the house and collected. Sometimes we do unit studies. I've used Pinterest. Mm -hmm. I've gotten on a website called Teachers Pay Teachers. I've made up things. We just kind of, we kind of use a wide range of things to y use for schooling. In addition to the co-ops you do, I mean, the kids are actually getting such a great education. There's so much information out there than having your kids sit in school for seven hours. For sure. So let's go ahead and talk about your structure for, you know, how you follow your, your daily routine when you get up and different things like that. So we kind of go with a relaxed routine when we are at home. So the days that we're at home, we're not participating in co-op. I let the kids sleep as long as they like. And they get up and they, you know, make themselves breakfast and they will get started on their math that they can do on their own. If they have a handwriting paper that they're working on, they'll work on that. Um, we do some drawing and so they'll do what they can on their own. And then with me having mm -hmm. a three-year-old and a four-month-old, I tend to kind of stay in bed a little bit longer each day. Good for you. And so when I get out, of course, I make coffee, you know, the priority of each day. And then once we get up and moving, you know, we kind of, we do our, what I call our group work together. So we will do some Bible stories or Bible memorization or whatever we're working on for that time. We'll do some history or science or art. And again, we kind of flow through different things that we're working on at a time. And then once we've kind of done that, they go back to work on their independent things. And so they'll come one-on-one -on -one with me to work on their reading or if they have questions about their math. And then once they're kind of done with that, you know, we do some chores and we get ready for the day. And then a lot of times they, my kids like to go out and play with neighborhood, neighborhood kids or find, you know, a book to read or if they're working on building something, they kind of make it up as they go each day. Yeah, that's so good. I also like my kids to go out and play. I think, I think playing is the best way for them to learn. Yes. I think that's sometimes even more important than sitting down doing the books because they're learning so many different things when they're playing. They're enjoying it. They're being around other people. They're having fun. So it's it's making them good, happy people, right? Right. <laughs> okay. So what does your family like to do for fun? Do you guys vacation, hike, camping? What do you guys like to do? Well, we really like to go to the beach. And so we try and do that as often as we can, though. 
of course, it's never as often as I would like it to be. But um, Okay. Is there a beach in Indiana? There is a beach up on Lake Michigan, though we have not been to it yet. We've only been here about a year and a half now. But I would say Myrtle Beach is probably my favorite beach <gasps> oh, to go okay. to. Nice, nice. But we also awesome. like to, We like the beach too. Oh, it's just, it's definitely my happy place and give me some calm vibes. Yep, <laughs> yep. yep. But we also like um, to just hang out as a family. We will either watch TV together. We'll go out and find local events around our community and participate in those or hang out or kind of go window shopping. We kind of, again, we just kind of feel like we stay busy, but we just kind of enjoy the experience together. Exactly. And and the best part about homeschooling is you can do it whenever you want to. Yes. You don't have to wait till the summer. You don't have to wait till spring break when everybody's busy. You don't have to wait till the Christmas vacation. You don't even feel like your life is revolving around a school schedule. It seems so different. It's such a different vibe, I feel. It's that's just what I can say. Like, right? right. It's homeschooling is such a different vibe than having your kids going off to school and being in that school schedule and waiting for this, waiting for summer, waiting for all these different breaks so you can take a vacation. It feels like your life is on hold for that. And with the flexibility of homeschooling, you know, we take advantage of the fact that the beach is cheaper in September to take our vacation versus, you know, going midsummer when it's peak and it's super hot and more expensive. Yep. Yep. Such a great idea. So you talked about your co-ops a little bit. So tell me a little bit more in depth about which which co-ops you attend and and what you do with them. So we are part of two local homeschool co-ops and a homeschool gym and swim program. So when we first moved here, I told my husband, I'm like, you know, we need some more opportunities for our kids to participate in. We had found one local homeschool um, co-op that we joined and we really enjoyed our experience there, but we were wanting to do more than just what they offered. And so I helped my husband start a gym and swim program at our local YMCA. And so they get to go and do an hour of gym time, you know, where they're playing games and learning different sports opportunities, how to play together as a team. And then they get to spend an hour in the pool each week swimming and learning fun games in the water and other basic skills each week. And so we participate in the one co-op each week and, you know, they take some different enrichment classes. And it's been really fun to get to be a part of that co-op. And then as we were meeting new people here, I kept meeting more and more people who didn't know that there were homeschool co-ops in this area, or they had found one but was told it was full, or they weren't a best fit for that co-op. And so they were looking for an opportunity to get together with other homeschoolers, get to be with other homeschoolers. And so I just felt like God started speaking to me and saying, you know, you've been on leadership at a co-op before, you know, you could start a Mm co-op. And so I asked a friend, I was like, hey, what do you, what do you think about starting a co-op with me? And she was a little nervous. She hadn't participated in a co-op herself, but we jumped on board last spring and we started a local co-op where we do enrichment classes. We offer a preschool program for younger siblings. We get to do field trips with each other. We get to spend time each week with each other. We do our local once a month mom's night out time, you know, to, Mm -hmm. and we get to have party days. And so we really just get to experience the best of homeschooling together. We get to have our friends, kids get to make friends, us moms, we get to make friends, Mm -hmm. which is so important. And we get that support and that community where we really feel valued. 
you seem to have a really fun co-op and, and that's, what's great is you've, you were in your area and there wasn't one and you just created it and people are coming and enjoying and having fun. And that's awesome. So getting out there and creating a community is the best thing if you're not feeling like you can do it on your own. Okay. So when things get to be a little tricky to balance uh, each kid, how do you like share some positive things that you do to help them through the day? Well, it can definitely be difficult to balance everyone's needs, especially when they're all Mm -hmm. crying and melting down at one time. Being home or even busy with the kids can definitely take its toll on everyone. And so I keep reminding myself, you know, that this season of life with my kids is so short, you know, and I get to remember that I get to see the joy on their faces, you know, when they learn something new and I get to have a special bond with them because I'm the one that's with them, you know, all day long. And so reminding myself of those little things really help make every hard moment worth it. It sure does. So when things get crazy for you and out of hand, what do you do to manage your Sandy? What do what does mom like to do? <laughs> well, I know we all have those moments where, you know, we lose our mm-hmm. control, we lose our tempers, you know, but I try and, you know, when I feel myself getting too stressed out, overwhelmed, overtouched, you know, I just, I try and step back and be like, okay, why don't we take a break from homeschooling today? You know, we will cut our day short. You guys can go off and play, give mommy a little bit of extra space. Sometimes, you know, we just need that. And that's okay, right? It's okay to tell them I need space. It's actually helping to regulate them as well. And they're learning that it's okay to take a break to relax, to just take a step back, right? So that's such a great thing to teach them as well. Yeah, so I have definitely taught my children that, you know, taking sometimes a little bit of time for our mental health can really be beneficial. And so I love the fact that we have that flexibility to take the time that we need to process our emotions, to talk things out, to take the space when we need it. And other times, you know, when my husband gets home for work, I'm like, babe, I got to go run an errand, you know, like get me out of the house (laughs) or I'll, you know, (laughs) grab a cup of hot coffee or I'll sneak upstairs, you know, and lock my bathroom and take a nice hot bath, you know, with hoping that no one will come bother me though. Usually I at least have one or two that come knocking on the door. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Out of six, I bet there's one or two. (laughs) All right. So we all have to deal with social media, you know, YouTube and all these online things. So how do you manage your time with the kids? How do the kids manage their time on social media? So with my oldest only being 12, we have not allowed most social media yet. So, you know, they don't have a Facebook account. They don't, you know, do Twitter or anything like that. But they do, you know, they are aware that those things exist. You know, we've talked about them. Mm -hmm. We've talked about the dangers of social media with my kids. You know, they've seen me posting like, oh, are you posting that on Facebook, mom? And, (laughs) but we do allow them to utilize YouTube occasionally, you know, we have restrictions set up for them. So they can't just access anything. They know they're allowed, you Mm -hmm. know, only on certain things. We, they do use a Chromebook, you know, because they are doing their math program. However, you know, we can, we've set up all the restrictions on it. So if they want to even Google something, they have to, you know, ask our permission. And so we're trying to just teach them the dangers. So then as they get older and they're more mature and ready for those things, they will be able to handle those with with responsibility. And that's the thing, because as they get older, they probably will want it, but hopefully they'll be more mature and they've learned that there are restrictions and we do have to set boundaries and different things like that. Yes. And, and there's a lot of people in the homeschool world that aren't, the kids aren't feeling the pressure because a lot of their friends aren't, aren't really doing it either. So there's not so much of that pressure. I mean, some are, there's some, 
obviously some homeschool families that allow their kids to be on all that. But for the most part, like I have found that not as much. So yes, I'm it kind of hasn't thankful for our communities that yeah. have more like-minded parents that we can all encourage each other, even if we are different. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. And if someone is kid is allowed and that's okay. Um, everyone has their own responsibility to do what they want with their kid. And, and that's the beauty of homeschooling, you know? Yes. Okay. So let's look into the future. So we're doing all this to be home with our kids and we want to, we want to raise great human beings. So when they're older, they have compassion and love. So what do you see for your kids? What do you want them to do? Like right after high school, what kind of little human beings are now big human beings do you want them to be? You've got six. Wow. Yes. So it's really hard for me to think about my kids growing up and leaving the nest, even though obviously I know that's the ultimate goal of being a mom. But I really want my kids to follow their passions and callings from God. And I I love that. I really think with having six, you know, it will look very different for each of them. And so we, we talk with them. We talk about them, about how college can be beneficial for some times, you know, certain jobs and careers require a college degree, but that college isn't always necessary and can be very expensive. You know, we paid on student loans for years. And so we don't want our children to be in debt like that if there's another way around it. And so we talk with them about their opportunities to learn and follow their dreams and to really, to really dig down deep and figure out what they might want to do. And so if college is what they need to do to get to what they want, then we will help them figure it out. But we also talk to them about how there's apprenticeship and trade school and finding ways that they can research and work underneath somebody that they can help find people to encourage them in their direction. Yeah, that's so great. You said that follow their passions because there's so many other things other than college. There's entrepreneurship, opening businesses, doing things, like you said, apprenticeship, working for somebody. But of course, if they want to be a dentist or an engineer, then they have to go to college and that's what they'll do. But we're not, I should say we're not, but as a homeschool community, half want their kids to go on to Ivy League schools or not half, but less than half. And then there's also a lot that just want their kids to be happy humans, compassionate, love others, and then actually love what they do, love who they've become. They are not their job or what college degree that they got. Exactly. So I think that's super awesome. Yep. Okay, so go ahead and share with us some three powerful tricks, tips, hacks that you love regarding homeschooling. I like to, when I'm talking to another homeschool mom, especially when they're new in their journey, to remind them that, you know, learning comes in all different shapes, sizes, and forms. You know, learning can happen anytime and anywhere and not when we're just sitting down to do book work. You know, when we are Mm -hmm. cooking with our kids, when we're doing chores with our kids, when we go grocery shopping or take field trips or no matter what we're doing, those are all learning opportunities. I like to tell people that, you know, we don't learn just 180 days a year. You know, we learn anything so the children are awake, yeah. you know, all day. So 365 days a year. I also like to encourage people to find their local homeschooling tribe. Find, even if mm-hmm. it's not in a co-op, you know, find other local homeschool moms who can encourage you, who can support you do adventures with them and hmm. meet up and have play dates, whatever, you know, find, find someone who can be your support because we're all going to need support in this homeschooling journey. And then I felt like the most important part is, you know, find out how your children learn best. Do your, does your child learn best through book work or watching videos, read alouds, hands-on projects, unit studies, listening, you know, to someone speak, Knowing how they learn best allows us to tailor 
what and how they learn to give them the best leg up compared to a one-size-fits-all experience that public school has to offer. That is so great. Those are three great, important things. You That learning comes all, all forms everywhere, not just 180 days. Because when you think about it, in public school, they do the 10 months and then they're off for the summer. But that summer where parents think they're not learning, they actually are. They're probably doing a lot of play. And when they grow up, I think they're going to remember their summers a lot more than they're probably going to remember their school year. You know, I agree. It's interesting what, what they'll remember. I think a lot of us remember our summers more than the 10 months in school. Yes. Finding your local homeschooling tribe. That is so awesome that you need people around you who encourage you and who are like-minded with you so you guys can raise your kids together. And also finding out how your children learn best. That is so awesome. Any other words of wisdom that you'd like to share from your amazing homeschooling journey that you've been doing? I would love to just remind other moms, you know, that homeschooling is a journey. It's a process. It's not, you don't have to have it right from the moment you start. You know, it's an opportunity to be with your kids and experience life with them. We get to learn with our kids, which I think is probably one of my favorite things about homeschooling. And we get to just enjoy the journey. You know, there will there will be hard days and it's okay to feel overwhelmed yeah. and frustrated or even like a failure. And just remember that as their mom, you know them best. You know, as moms, we know our kids best and the journey will be worth it in the end. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today. I, I think uh, you shared a lot of your wisdom and I think you have a lot of wisdom homeschooling. And I'm so excited that you're here with me. So thank you, Amanda, for your time and sharing your homeschool journey. Okay, friend, before you go, I want to thank you for listening. And if you found this podcast helpful, I would truly be grateful if you could just take a moment and leave me a five-star review. Your review will help me improve and also reach more listeners who could really benefit from homeschooling. Until next time, happy homeschooling.